Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Bible in a Year podcast, where we encounter God's voice and live life through the lens of Scripture. The Bible in a Year podcast is brought to you by Ascension. Using great the great adventure Bible timeline, we'll read all the way from Genesis to Revelation, discovering how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. It is day 187. You guys, there are only two days after this day, only two days left on this sheet of paper. If you've downloaded your ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a Year, Bible in a Year reading plan, you would know that and you'd know that you clicked off another page almost well in two days from now it'll be clicked off because today's 187 uh, and we're reading second kings chapter 21 and second chronicles chapter 32 we're praying psalm 145 tomorrow we're jumping into the proverbs and in a few days from now we'll be done with second kings done with second chronicles and we're going to move on to the major prophets we have some minor prophets too. The minor prophets aren't called minor because they are less important than the major prophets, but just because um, they uh, worked underground and they uh, dug dug for iron ore and for copper and for... T- <laughs> just kidding. They're called minor prophets because they're shorter. That's all. Wow. Golly. Today, the Bible translation I'm using is unique. It is the Revised Standard Version, Second Catholic Edition. I'm using the Great Adventure Bible from Ascension. I might have done that for the last 186 days too, but we'll see what happens. Um, If you want to download your own Bible in a Year reading plan, which is the aforementioned Bible in a Year reading plan, you can by visiting ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a Year. You can also subscribe to this podcast if you'd like. Don't need to. I'm not a pusher. I mean, maybe a little bit, but today is day 187. We're reading 2 Kings 21, 2 Chronicles 32, and we are praying Psalm 145. The second book of Kings, chapter 21. Manasseh reigns over Judah. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hephzibah, and he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to the abominable practices of the nations whom the Lord drove out before the people of Israel. For he rebuilt the high places which Hezekiah his father had destroyed, and he erected altars for Baal, and made an Asherah, as Ahab king of Israel had done, and worshipped all the host of heaven, and served them. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, In Jerusalem will I put my name. And he built altars for all the host of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord, and he burned his son as an offering, and practiced soothsaying and augury, and dealt with mediums and with wizards. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. And the graven image of Asherah that he had made, he set in the house of which the Lord said to David and to Solomon his son, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. And I will not cause the feet of Israel to wander any more out of the land which I gave to their fathers, if only they will be careful to do according to all that I have commanded them and according to all the law that my servant Moses commanded them. But they did not listen, and Manasseh seduced them to do more evil than the nations had done whom the Lord destroyed before the sons of Israel. And the Lord said by his servants, the prophets, Because Manasseh, king of Judah, has committed these abominations, and has done things more wicked than all that the Amorites did who were before him, and has made Judah also to sin with his idols. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing upon Jerusalem and Judah such evil that the ears of everyone who hears of it will tingle. And I will stretch over Jerusalem the measuring line of Samaria and the plummet of the house of Ahab. And I will wipe Jerusalem as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. And I will cast off the remnant of my heritage and give them into the hand of their enemies. And they shall become a prey and a spoil to all their enemies because they have done what is evil in my sight and have provoked me to anger since the day of their fathers came out of Egypt, even to this day. Moreover, Manasseh shed very much innocent blood, 
till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another, besides the sin which he had made Judah to sin, so that they did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, the rest of the acts of Manasseh, and all that he did, and the sin that he committed, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Manasseh slept with his fathers, and was buried in the garden of his house, in the garden of Uzzah, and Ammon his son reigned in his stead. Ammon reigns over Judah. Ammon was 22 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Meshulameth, the daughter of Haruz of Jotbah. And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, as Manasseh his father had done. He walked in all the way in which his father walked, and served the idols that his father served, and worshipped them. He forsook the Lord, the God of his fathers, and did not walk in the way of the Lord. And the servants of Ammon conspired against him, and killed the king in his house. But the people of the land slew all those who had conspired against King Ammon, and the people of the land made Josiah his son king in his stead. Now the rest of the acts of Ammon, which he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And he was buried in his tomb in the garden of Uzzah, and Josiah his son reigned in his stead. The second book of Chronicles, chapter 32. Invasion of Sennacherib, king of Assyria. After these things and these acts of faithfulness, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah and encamped against the fortified cities, thinking to win them for himself. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and intended to fight against Jerusalem, he planned with his officers and his mighty men to stop the water of the springs that were outside the city, and they helped him. A great many people were gathered, and they stopped all the springs and the brook that flowed through the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find much water? He set to work resolutely and built up all the wall that was broken down and raised towers upon it, and outside it he built another wall, and he strengthened the millow in the city of David. He also made weapons and shields in abundance. And he set combat commanders over the people and gathered them together to him in the square of the gate of the city and spoke encouragingly to them, saying, Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the horde that is with him. For there is one greater with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people took confidence from the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. After this, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, who was besieging Lachish with all his forces, sent his servants to Jerusalem to Hezekiah, king of Judah, and to all the people of Judah that were in Jerusalem, saying, Thus says Sennacherib, king of Assyria, On what are you relying that you stand siege in Jerusalem? Is not Hezekiah misleading you that he may give you over to die by famine and by thirst when he tells you, The Lord our God will deliver us from the hand of the king of Assyria? Has not this same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars and commanded Judah and Jerusalem, Before one altar you shall worship, and upon it you shall burn your sacrifices? Do you not know what I and my fathers have done to all the peoples of other lands? Were the gods of the nations of those lands at all able to deliver their lands out of my hand? Who among all the gods of those nations which my fathers utterly destroyed was able to deliver his people from my hand, that your God should be able to deliver you from my hand? Now, therefore, do not let Hezekiah deceive you or mislead you in this fashion, and do not believe him, for no God of any nation or kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my hand or from the hand of my fathers. How much less will your God deliver you out of my hand? And his servants said still more against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. And he wrote letters to cast contempt on the Lord, the God of Israel, and to speak against him, saying, Like the gods of the nations of the lands who have not delivered their people from my hands, 
so the God of Hezekiah will not deliver his people from my hand. And they shouted it with a loud voice in the language of Judah to the people of Jerusalem who were upon the wall to frighten and terrify them in order that they might take the city. And they spoke of the God of Jerusalem as they spoke of the gods of the peoples of the earth, which are the work of men's hands. Sennacherib's Defeat and Death Then Hezekiah the king and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, prayed because of this and cried to heaven. And the Lord sent an angel who cut off all the mighty warriors and commanders and officers in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned with shame of face to his own land. And when he came into the house of his God, some of his own sons struck him down there with the sword. So the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and from the hand of all his enemies. And he gave them rest on every side. And many brought gifts to the Lord to Jerusalem and precious things to Hezekiah, king of Judah, so that he was exalted in the sight of all nations from that time onward. Hezekiah's Sickness In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death, and he prayed to the Lord, and he answered him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah did not make return according to the benefit done to him, for his heart was proud. Therefore, wrath came upon him and Judah and Jerusalem. But Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. Hezekiah's Prosperity and Good Deeds And Hezekiah had very great riches and honor, and he made for himself treasuries for silver, for gold, for precious stones, for spices, for shields, and for all kinds of costly vessels, storehouses also for the yield of grain, wine, and oil, and stalls for all kinds of cattle and sheepfolds. He likewise provided cities for himself, and flocks and herds in abundance, for God had given him very great possessions. This same Hezekiah closed the upper outlet of the waters of Gihon, and directed them down to the west side of the city of David. And Hezekiah prospered in all his works. And so in the matter of the envoys of the princes of Babylon, who had been sent to him to inquire about the sign that had been done in the land, God left him to himself in order to try him and to know all that was in his heart. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and his good deeds, behold, they are written in the vision of Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the ascent of the tombs of the sons of David. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem did him honor at his death. And Manasseh his son reigned in his stead. Psalm 145 the greatness and the goodness of God, a song of praise of David. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall laud your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate, Men shall proclaim the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his compassion is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the sons of men your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his deeds. 
The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all his ways and kind in all his doings. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He fulfills the desire of all who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord. Let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Father in heaven, we thank you so much. Um, Gosh, Lord, I just ask you, please, this day, on day 187, I just ask you, please, to receive our praise once again, because we can never tire of praising you, blessing you, giving your giving glory to your holy name. And so, Lord God, please receive our praise. Receive our thanks today. Um, Help us to use our lives well. Help us to use whatever time you give us in this life well and wisely. Lord God, let not one of our days not help to make us better people, more faithful to you, uh, more repentant of our sins, and more virtuous in your grace and your power and your strength. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So, gosh, you guys, Hezekiah, in Second Kings, Hezekiah has died already in chapter 20. We read today, chapter 21. But in Second Chronicles, he's still alive, I mean, until the end. And so we had this kind of flash forward into, or kept drifting, flashing, I don't know. We're moving forward in time to Manasseh. And then in Second Chronicles, we get to go back and kind of recap here is Hezekiah's life with a couple extra details. One of the things that I want to highlight is in chapter 21 of 2 Kings, it says Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem and he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He was, he's literally one of the worst kings. We had, remember this, Hezekiah's dad was Ahaz and Ahaz was awful, one of the worst. Hezekiah's son is Manasseh and he's awful, one of the worst, which is really remarkable. Again, it goes to show that one of the things we can say as, as Christians is that God doesn't have any grandkids, <laughs> that um, we are either sons or daughters of God. We're either children of God or we're not, you know, in that sense of, I uh, can't just be, well, the faith of my parents lives on in me. Well, no, it has to be your faith now, right? That kind of idea. And here's Hezekiah, his son Manasseh rebuilt all of those idols. He rebuilt those temples and he not only did that, he brought really horrible things into the temple of the Lord. And this is just, this begins this downward spiral of the people of Israel because they have turned their back on the Lord. And now here's what's happening. We're going to hear from all of the prophets in the next couple of days. We're, we're, well, we're going to start hearing from the prophets in the next couple of days. Just like we had before, we had heard from Amos, we heard from Micah, we heard from Jonah, you know, really going to the, the Assyrians. Now that we've heard a little bit more about Assyria, can you see how Jonah might have been a little more reluctant to go to Assyria, to go to Nineveh and preach to them how awful they have been to Samaria, how awful they've been now here to um, Judah in the south. But we have Manasseh and we have him being false to the Lord. But let's highlight verse one of chapter 21. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign. Remember, he was 12 years old when he began to reign. That means that he was born 12 years before Hezekiah died. Remember that Hezekiah was on his deathbed and the Lord answered a prayer of his. And that prayer was to live longer, to to be healed. 
And God said, okay, you'll be healed and you are granted life for another 15 years. So Manasseh, the worst, one of the worst kings in Judah's history, would not have been born had not Hezekiah prayed for a longer life. Now, this is something it's worth paying attention because also in these last 15 years of Hezekiah's life, that's also the 15 years that the Babylonians came and visited. That's also that those, those 15 years where he bragged basically in 2 Kings chapter 20 of here is, they've seen all that's in my house, in my storehouses, and in, in these are my riches, these are my treasures. He says again and again, in those last 15 years, we have Hezekiah say, the word of the Lord you've spoken is good, but you know, why not see the downfall of Judah? At least there's peace and security in my days. See, this is the, the incredible thing that those extra 15 years in Hezekiah's life did not make him a better person. Those last 15 years of Hezekiah's life did not make him a holier person. And this is one of the, the things for ourselves is, you know, we, we can often, I mean, of course we pray for healing in ourselves and healing for the people that we love. And that, that's a real thing. We talked about that a little bit yesterday when Hezekiah was healed. But there's also a great wisdom in God of being able to say, Lord, if I am healed, then let me be a holier person for having been healed rather than like Hezekiah, a worse person. He was a great, great king. But those last 15 years, he did not use to become greater. He did not use to become greater in the eyes of the Lord, but in fact, he took more pride upon himself. In fact, Second Chronicles that we heard today says that there was a great pride that was in his heart. Now, this is the thing. There's a, there's a saint, his name is Saint Dominic Savio. He was a, a, just a boy when he died. And one of his mottos, even as a child, was better death than commit a mortal sin. It'd be better to die than commit a mortal sin. And we can think, oh, it's tragic that here's this Dominic Savio, who died, I think he was died 13, 14, somewhere in there, maybe 15. And yes, obviously, whenever an innocent person dies, whenever anyone dies, it can be incredibly tragic. But his motto, that the desire of, I would rather die than commit a mortal sin, is spot on. And here's Hezekiah, who pleaded with the Lord for extra time, but he didn't use that extra time to become better. I, I just... I, I, we're going to keep praying for each other, of course, right? And I know that in this community, many people are listening to this as we're going through the Bible in a year and you have sickness, you have illness, you have wounds in your body, in your heart, in your mind. And we're praying for healing in that. Absolutely. We're praying. We're praying for you. Please, let's pray for each other on, for that healing. But even more importantly, we just need to pray that God uses this time, whatever time we've been given, that God helps us to use this time to become better, to become more and more deeply rooted as his sons and daughters. Because we don't know how much time we're going to get. If God's going to give us extra time, then yes, God, please help me to use that to become a holier person, a better person, someone more like your son, Jesus. And if you're not going to give extra time, Lord, okay, then let me use the time that I have to become more like your son, Jesus. Because that's it. Whether it's a short amount of time or a long amount of time, the point of that time is to be fully converted to the Lord, to become the saint that God has made us to be, that he's redeemed us to be, to become an image of Jesus Christ in this world. So let's pray for that. <laughs> whatever time we've been given, whatever time we have left, that God uses it to make us better, <laughs> to make us more like him. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. My name is Father Mike. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. God bless.